0: Welcome to Word Connect with Pastor Maxwell O'Gaga, a teaching ministry where believers are trained to be established in the truth of God's Word. For more information and free downloads, please visit www.thepastormax.ng. Let's pray, uh, get into our personal class for this morning, and we'll see how the Lord leads us. Father, thank you because I'm anointed to teach, thank you because your people are anointed to receive. And together, our faith is built up in the knowledge of the person of Jesus. I pray that light and understanding, signs, wonders, and miracles will take place at the teaching of your word in Jesus' name. All right, so relationship and the quality of your year. Relationship and the quality of your year. Just want to share a few thoughts along the line of relationship to help your personal leadership development as we go into the year. So I said relationship and the quality of your year. i like us to read a scripture 1 Peter chapter 2 and verse 17. 1 Peter chapter 2 and verse 17. I'd like us to read it from the NIV translation, if we have it. 1 Peter chapter 2 and verse 17, the NIV. It says, Show proper respect to everyone. Love the family of believers. Fear God and honor the king. Praise God. All right. Show proper respect to everyone. Love the family of believers. Fear God. Honor the emperor or honor the king. The NLT says respect everyone. Love the family of believers. Fear God and respect the king. So I'd like you to write one, two, three, four, just in descending order. One, two, three, four. Number one, show respect to everyone. There are four instructions in that verse. Number one, show respect to everyone. Number two, love the family of believers. Number three, fear God. Number four, respect the king or honor the emperor. Now, um, Peter was writing at the time when there was very strong persecution, all right, against thank you. Peter was writing as, you know, when there was strong persecution against the Christians. But he gave this category of relationships. Your year will be directly proportional to how you manage the relationships in your life. Not all relationships are equal. You need to write that down. Not all relationships are equal in your life. Not all relationships are equal. And that is very important. But the first thing here is show respect to everyone. Show respect to everyone. Show respect to everyone. Learn to cultivate respect to everyone. Every person deserves your respect. You know, sometimes you can choose who to respect, who not to respect, but the Bible doesn't teach us that. Love the family of believers. Then he says, fear God. Then he says, respect the king. He didn't say, fear God and ignore the king. He says, respect the king. He says, fear God and respect the king. So, Peter was teaching Christians that for every relationship, there is a corresponding value that must be attached. You know, you have people say, I don't fear anybody. I don't fear anybody. I only fear God. such people usually have very terrible characters. There's nothing God will do for you in this world that he will not walk through a man. He will use a man. So I want you to pour quality into your relationships going into next year. Okay? So first of all, ask yourself, you know, I had this... um, after my youth service, I went to a leadership school in Lagos, and I remember my lecturer saying this, and that day, it changed my life. He says, write the names of the seven people who are closest to you. Pay attention. Uh, your seven closest friends. It says, your life will turn out the way those people are turning out. So, I'll give you this homework. Go back home. Sit down write the name of the seven people closest to you and check if you want your life to end up in the direction they are going. That was the day I made a conscious decision not to have many friends. When we're growing up, we are always warned about friends. When we have grown up, we don't warn ourselves about friends. Not every friend you have as an adult is a good friend. You know, sometimes you feel, I am wise. I know what I'm doing. You might not know. So, very quickly, I'm going to go fast because of time. All right? So, three things you need to write. Number one, one, five of my closest friends. Five of my closest friends. The scripture warns us about friendship. Warns us a lot about friendships. You invariably will take on the influence of your friends. You invariably will take up their values. Okay. Number two, you want to find out, categorize your relationships. Number one, who is above me? Who is at my level? And who is below me? At every stage in life, you'd have someone above you. How you treat those above you is not the way you would treat your pair. It's not you would tr- the way you would treat those below you. Alright? So those above you, your boss, you work in the office, you must learn to manage that relationship. Even if your boss is friendly, you must learn to manage that relationship. Those who are your parents, you must learn how to communicate to those who are at the same level with you. And those coming up, you must learn how to communicate with them. You know, and I say this all the time, you know, people say, be friends to your children, be friends to your children, and that's perfect. But you must realize that There are times where your friendship to your children doesn't help them. You are their father. You are their mother. That line, don't cross it. Are you hearing what I'm saying? They can be friends, they can be friends, they can be friends, you can be friends, you can play. But they should know when the line has switched. Where one instruction is not subject to debate. Are you hearing what I'm saying? It's, it's not, we're not having this, is not a parliamentary discussion. He say, "Well, I don't think you don't, you' are not thinking. this is it, and it's final. You must understand at what level to be a father. You must understand at what level to be a friend. You must also understand when the child starts growing, at what level that relationship transfers to brotherhood in that sense. These dynamics must play out. Then the mathematics of relationship: addition, multiplication, subtraction, and division. Number one: pour more energy into the friends that multiply you, not just add. That multiply you. Check around your life. No, let me not use the word friend. Relationships. Which relationship have I gotten into and things in my life significantly multiplied? Who, 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 who did I get close to and? bam, things picked up. See, in the year that you are entering, pour into those relationships. You don't have all the time to keep in touch with everyone. So you cannot be friends with everyone. You respect everyone, but it says respect everyone. Then it says love the family of believers. It didn't say love everyone in that sense. You respect everyone. You have, you're, you're, you're cool with everybody. But who are you going to pour your energy? Which relationships are you going to nurture in the year to come? They'll determine the quality of your life. The first thing to ask yourself is which relationship that am I into that exponentially multiplies me? That relationship is important. Put energy into it. Number two, the relationship that adds. This one adds something. It doesn't multiply. You know, and you know, multiplication is about taking giant steps. All right? multiplication is about taking giant step. i remember i've been working in kenya for a number of years and then i got to meet this pastor preached for him and boy the next two years one two years after him i have gone to more places than i've preached in 10 years that's a relationship to value that's a relationship i say oh this relationship multiplies the impact of my ministry right there's a pastor who just sent me some, um, some messages today. He went to a, a region called Bono in Ghana. It's 12 hours from Accra and he took our books there and he's selling our books. That's a relationship that multiplies. So you have got to sit down and say which relationship multiplies my work? Multiplies my influence? Maybe you have this guy at work. Every time you hang around him, you're talking of solutions. You leave him. You're doing critical thinking. Th- those are relationships to put energy into. Number two, and number three, which relationship subtracts? There are those who take from you. Some of you have friends that are consistently taking. But because you sat in the same seats in school, it has become a yoke. Hmm? Nothing against old school stuff, but I was telling my, my, my wife, I don't like being added to all those school groups. You know, sometimes, well, this is me, please, nothing personal. Sometimes you just have to tell yourself that face is over. For you now, you know you now you are now in one old school group. You know they will now be your friend in that group is still calling you big head. After 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 two children and preaching in how many nations? You know some people don't know how to grow up. You just go there, just insult. So you say big head. You say ah, ah, where have you been? And then they just reduce. And I was telling her all the school group. I, I, I said don't don't add me give me the account number, I'll send my, because you go to those groups and people will damn play, there's nothing, they will damn play everything you are, because some people don't grow up, and some have grown up but immediately you are in that old school group, you know, you still now see yourself in that way and it takes time and a lot of quarrels have come up that shouldn't have come up because God has supernaturally separated you people, you came together on WhatsApp You have to be careful. You can't be in every group. Which group multiplies your impact? Some groups, all they need is your finance. They don't need your time. Are you hearing what I'm saying? They don't need your active participation. Relationships. Then there are relationships that divide. You you have to be honest. Sit down. Does this relationship take away from me? Does it take something away from me? And listen, in the the matters of relationship, don't be emotional. Our emotions most times are attracted to people who don't add to us but just make us feel good and comfortable. The fact that you grew up in the same compound doesn't mean you have to be friends. The fact that you went to the same school doesn't mean you have to be friends. doesn't mean anything. You just went to the same school. And sometimes in life, relationships that took you to a certain level might not be the relationships that will take you to the next level sometimes we have grown but we don't we don't we 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 have grown but we don't build relationships based on our level of growth you know because being a pastor she has grown up with my dad a lot of my friends were older people my dad's friends and all that there were certain behaviors i couldn't put up and that helped me a lot that helped me a lot because when i started pastoring I had the opportunity to start pastoring very early and I had older people in my congregation. It just helped me to be able to relate to them. You, some of you have grown, but you are still tied to people who are not growing. So you must learn relationships that multiply you, that add to you, that subtract from you, and that divide you. So three questions you're going to ask yourself going into next year, what relationships am I going to nurture? And I do that every year intentionally determine these two relationships I'm going to pour into it. I'm going to invest in it. I'm going to nurture it. All right? What relationships am I going to nurture? Number two, what relationships am I going to reduce commitment? Let's evaluate it. I have to reduce my commitment here. What relationships am I going to reduce commitment? And then the next one, what relationships will I cut off totally? there are some relationships you just have to say, you know what? Bye-bye. It's important. Relationship is important. Proverbs 22-24 says, don't make friends with a hot-tempered person. Don't associate with one easily angered. It's very clear. Don't make friends with someone who is hot-tempered. Don't associate with one who is easily angered. So, you you see, the people that are going to be your friends, there are certain traits they must not have. As a minister of the gospel, one of the characteristics that I look for in whoever will become my friend as a pastor is their perception towards money. If you talk too much about money, you can't be my friend because before you know, your ministry will become a means of godliness uh, of gain to you not godliness yeah do you have values do you have values do your friends respect your opinion some of you have friends that you argue a lot you are always quarreling and settling quarrel quarreling and settling quarry, quarreling and settling quarry. you don't talk to yourself for two days then later you now talk to yourself then some of you are, are funny you just block yourself then they will not call the third person to unblock this one and unblock this one where do you have that emotional energy for that are you hearing what I'm saying you see your life is limited in energy you must be careful where you are spreading it high maintenance friendship you know there are friends who are not busy but they are your friends so immediately you are busy they don't want you to be busy and that's why you should have friends that are actually busy with their life. Because when you come together, you just talk briefly about purpose, talk about what you are doing, both of you will face. If you have people who are not busy with their lives, let me give you some scriptures. Two things. Value quality over quantity. Hmm? <laughs> value quality over what? Over quantity don't always have this perception in life that if you don't have many friends, many people will not come uh, for your funeral. I was asking Pastor Mary yesterday, it was interesting, but I was asking, you know, I had to do something at home and all they were talking about those funeral things. So I was not telling he said that when people die, do they know what happened to them? Say, if you die, they will not bury you. Hey, yeah, I will smell for you people now. What will I be there? I mean, people just—you know—just ah. When you die now, who will come for your funeral? Boss, you won't be aware that anybody showed up. Are you hear what I'm saying? <laughs> See, I'm like that. Hmm? They're doing something. They wanted to do my funeral. I want something. My dad wanted to say that. I would put my name as a family member. They want to put us in group. I said, no. Don't add me in group. Don't, I will do what I need to do, but I'm not joining group. I say, but what about your people? Oh God, when you die, nobody has a clue. <laughs> Am I saying don't relate with people? I'm not saying that, but you see, every relationship you get into will take your time. You are asking yourself, do you have the time to invest in this? And listen, if you make if you make a choice about your life, don't get angry when that choice is brings a certain harvest. Are you following what I'm saying? Uh, how many of you know what I'm talking about? There are people who are, I mean, involved in village, involved in everything. You, you give them note, they can tell you this one is howsakulano. This one is. Those people, when they have occasions, they you know they have they know what should come. It's life if I don't give that quality of time to my village people, I will not also expect that quality of harvest. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You have to be intentional. And you have to be able to stand with your choices. I've never been unashamed of my choices. Every choice will have implications. Relationship choice also. Don't make friends with hot-tempered people. And who is your friend? I'll say this very carefully. And listen very carefully to me. A true friend, I'm using an extreme negative example, but it's the best way I can describe it. The true friend you have in this life is the one person that if you pass on today, would look at your children and would attempt as much as they can to give them the same quality of life. If you don't have those people around you, you don't have friends. Who is my friend? The true friend I have is that if I pass on today, looks at carries and says, you know what? Your dad was my friend. You will go to school. And puts him through school. Ensures my wife is taken care of. Ensures my kid is taken care- Am I saying live irresponsible and live... You- no, no, no. I'm just saying that is who a friend is. Outside of that, you have people hanging around your life. Forget it. Go and ask widows. You hear what I'm saying? If you have a widow around you, Take it as homework. Ask them one question. Says, "Where are your husband's friend?" You see, They might point one or two people, and say, "Since the I'm not talking about the one year after the person died. I'm talking about three years after the man had died, it would be one person. I'm not saying who pays all the school fees. Who even calls to ask how are you people? Oga." find those people in your life now. Those are your friends. All these while you are doing selfie together, eh? They are your acquaintance. And in life, you might not have more than one or two quality people. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Let me show you scriptures. First Samuel chapter 17. I don't want you to waste your energy next year. You don't need all the friends in the world to excel. You need to be able to manage your relationships, but you need to have quality friends, right? First Samuel chapter twenty. Hmm. No, 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 no. Uh. Okay. Let's do First Samuel twenty three sixteen quickly. First Samuel twenty three sixteen. This was when Saul pursued David, and Jonathan, Saul's son, arose and went to David at Horas and encouraged him in God. A friend is the one who encourages you in God strengthens you in god the bible says strengthen him in god david was going through a process his father had driven him this man went and strengthened him in god one of the things you should ask yourself do my friends draw me closer to god do they lead me to purpose okay come with me to first samuel seventeen first samuel 17 57, 1 samuel 17, 57. So when David returned from killing the Philistine and Abner took him and brought him before Saul with the Philistine's head in his hand, Saul said to him, whose son are you, young man? And David answered, I'm the son of your servant Jesse the Bethlehemite. Chapter 18 verse 1. Night came about when he had finished speaking to Saul that the soul of Jonathan was knit to the soul of David. And Jonathan loved him as himself. That's what a true friend is. Loved him as, it, as himself. Not friends who are jealous of your progress. You can't have people around you that you can't tell what good things God is doing in your life. Eh? You now have friends that you keep secret from. Say nobody knows. Nobody should know. Nobody should. You don't have friends. And it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's amazing because go to verse 3. Then Jonathan made a covenant with David because he loved him as himself. Jonathan stripped himself of the robe that was on him and gave it to David with his armor, including his sword, his bow, and his belt. He saw this man design the future of this man. In fact, if you study, my time is up. but if you study um, Jonathan, you know Saul insulted Jonathan because of David. says, you're a fool. He said, this man... <laughs> You are supposed to be the one fighting for the throne. You are supporting. You see, friends are people who recognize your potential. They know what you carry. And what? They encourage you. Even if they will not achieve that, they are able to say, you know what, guy, go for it. Right? All these scattered names you have around your life, it's time to do an audit. Some of you don't know if you have genuine friends because you have money. So everybody's hailing you. Hmm? You need to sit yourself down and ask yourself the right question. And maybe I'll take time to teach this during wisdom for living. But remember what happened when David became king. What did he do? Looked for the son of Jonathan, showed him mercy. That's what I'm talking. You must have friends that cut across generations. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So one of the prayers we're going to pray as we come to worship is that the Lord will bring quality people our way in the year that we're entering. And we will also be quality people to others. Can we pray that prayer in Jesus' name? Father, we come before you. And we ask Lord Jesus Christ that in the year that we are entering, Lord, quality people will come into our lives. And we will be quality people to those you've brought around us. We pray, Father God, that you'll give us the spirit of discernment that we will discern which relationships to invest in, which relationships to pour into in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus.